0: So I want you to look in Philippians chapter four, verse eight, and I called this series. I did this series in my church called "Peace of My Mind," and a lot of people want to give you a piece of their mind, but I'm talking about the P-E-A-C-E, peace of my mind, because there's so much turmoil that I'm seeing in believers. I get it in the unbelieving world, but when believers are struggling in a big time way, the Holy Spirit said, "I want you to bring this word," and this thing was like a six-part sermon deal. Now, how many know I'm not going to give you six sermons today? All right. Because I don't need a watch when I preach, I need a calendar. So I'm not going to give you all six of them, okay? But I want you to go and uh, just download the app, our church app, and go to Peace in My Mind. Because there's a lot of pieces to this that I believe some of you that have had this constant thing happen, you can't get victory over it, you're getting ready to see God give you a breakthrough like you have never seen before. How many believe this is a breakthrough morning for us, hey, amen? It is a breakthrough morning. So I want you to look at the words of the Apostle Paul and look what he says to those Christians in Philippi in verse 8. He tells them, fix your what, everybody? Your thoughts, what you're thinking on what is true, honorable, right, and pure, lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, if you'll just go through those four little chapters in the book of Philippians, you're going to discover something about the Apostle Paul. Wasn't just a brilliant theologian. This guy understood the psyche and the mind and the power of it in the believer if they don't manage it. Because just in four chapters, 12 times he reflects on words like remember, mind, think, always this, always this, always this. In fact, he would say to the Corinthians, who were believers that were steeped in all kinds of sexual immorality because of pagan gods, they come out, they get saved, born again, speaking in tongues, but they still got these sexual hangups and everything. And other issues going on, affecting their money, their family life, everything. He tells them, he says, I want you to be careful. Because he told them in 2 Corinthians, he says, I am... he says. He says, but I'm concerned. He said, I'm worried. He said, I'm afraid of something. That just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds, he said, will somehow be led astray from your pure, sincere devotion to Jesus Christ. He didn't say your church attendance. He didn't say your worship time. He said, your minds are gonna somehow be led astray and here was Eve in the presence of God whose mind was led astray from her pure, sincere love and devotion to Christ. So I'm telling you, when you want to ignore your mind, I'm telling you that's where Satan's going to have the stronghold in the believer's life. And one of the biggest things that I see people have a stronghold in is in the spirit of fear, there is a fear that is gripping our country and around the world. I wouldn't study, just go Google it. How the stress level and fear level is just escalating around the world, and especially America is one of the worst places. Afraid of pandemics, afraid they're going to die. Afraid of—I mean, just fear, fear, fear. of Money, everything. But here's what Paul told Timothy. Look at this word. He says, "For God has not given you a spirit of what? Fear. But he says instead, God's given you a spirit of power." and of love and of what? Sound mind. Sound mind, that is the ability to make a right decision. And we got too many believers that are making wrong decisions because they don't feel in their spirit. Well, I'm gonna tell you, too many of us are living by theologically, theologically, that's what we're doing, theology. Yeah, theology instead of theology, based on what I feel over the word of God. Now here's the truth of this, are you ready for this? Paul understood this, and believers don't get this, that what you think, what you hear, what you put through your eye gate, your ear gate, it counts, it's affecting you. And here's what I want you to understand. If you can change your thoughts, you can change your life. If you want to see this change, I want you to go just beyond speaking in tongues and dancing to worship music. I want you to start saying, God, help me take dominion through the power of your spirit in my mind. Amen. I'm telling you, all do you know there are over 500, do you know there are 530 phobias out there in the world? Do y'all know that? Okay, how you many know I mean, oh, claustrophobia? How uh, I many know oh, claustrophobia? You know, the fear of small spaces, okay? Then there's pen, uh, 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 that, that's, that's Really, it's a real one. Pentherophobia. it's, it's, it's the fear of your mother-in-law. <laughs> it is, it's a real legit fear. In fact, listen, all, all you brothers that are married, let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. Okay, I'm just going to tell you right now, let me give you a piece of scriptural wisdom. This means never move in with your mother-in-law. Okay? I have scriptural proof you should never move in with your mother-in-law. Yeah, it's, it's in the Word. No man can serve two masters. Okay? So don't move in with your mother-in-law. Okay? It's real. Homophobia is a real one. It's the fear of sermons. Really. People afraid of hearing sermons. Y'all not afraid of that because you're in the house, amen, right? But phobias are a real thing. The spirit of fear is gripping believers. And phobias really is that, phobia means that which may cause you to take flight, to just leave, to not address an issue, to to go from one relationship to another, but never address the real issue of fear. Now, the spirit of fear is causing a lot of believers to flee situations and flee their God-given purpose, to flee it, to walk away from it. And that spirit of fear, now, how many know there are healthy fears, right? Come on, there are healthy fears. I get healthy fears. You know, don't touch a hot stove. I don't fear policemen. But every time one drives by, I look down at my speedometer every time, okay? Some of there's some healthy things that keep me safe. But there's a fear that is immobilizing and paralyzing many believers and some of us in this room. And that word fear literally means timidity. It literally means cowardice, that I will not take on this issue or I'm afraid or I'm fearing. I won't take it on. And that's what happens. It even means to, 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 to flee when there is no present danger. I have just created a fear that's not even there. And I see too many Christians that even speak in tongues, say, yeah, I'm born again, I'm saved, but yet there's some of the most bound people I have ever met in my life. They're afraid of their money. They're afraid they're gonna die. They're afraid they're gonna be rejected, afraid they're never gonna get married, afraid they're gonna get sick, afraid of pandemic. Afraid, I mean, it's fear, 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 fear. And they're totally immobilized. How many have ever seen, uh, how many have seen an elephant uh, maybe at a circus and they got a, they got a stake in the ground and they got a chain tied to the, the elephant? How many have ever seen that? Well, if you've never seen one, you get to see one today. Okay, there's a picture of one up here. So, and you see it. And I've been in other countries where they'll, they train these, you know, these largest mammals to be able to take heavy loads. And so you'll see them on a chain. Here's, here's what they'll do. They're just like that. They got 12 foot of chain. And you can see these mammoth beasts, these huge beasts, walk 12 foot forward, stop. Walk 12 foot to the side, stop. Walk 12 foot the other way, stop. And that's their whole life. Do you know those things weigh over 11,000 to 15,000 pounds they can weigh? They can carry a load of 3,000 pounds easy a whole day long. But yet they're bound by 12 foot forward, 12 foot backwards, sideways, by one little chain and a stake. And the reason they're bound like that, it's called baby elephant syndrome. That's why they're bound like that. Because when they were babies and they started out, they would chain them to a tree with a 12 foot chain to the tree that they could move. And so when they moved, they move 12 feet and stop. 12 foot backward, stop. 12 foot to the right, stop. 12 foot to the left, stop. And day in and day out until they became adults, they were bound by that one chain on that tree. So now when they grew up to 15,000 pounds and you can carry 3,000 pounds, you have the capacity for 3,000 load, but you can't pull a small little stake out of the ground. So what has happened, they have been so conditioned in their minds. Yeah. Are you following me? Yeah. They've been so conditioned in their minds that they're no longer actually held by a chain. They are held by a belief. Yeah. Come on, that's good. And some of us have been in the same addiction. 12 foot forward, stop, 12 foot back, stop, 12 foot to the left, stop, 12 foot, stop. Not because you don't have the power to get free because of Christ you, the hope of glory, but you're bound by a belief that I've always been this way, I'll always need the weed. I can never get free from the alcohol, I can never be set free from the pornography, but you're going forward and back, forward and back, back and forth. You're always bound. But I'm here to tell you something. Greater is he that is inside of you than that little stake that Satan tried to put on you and that chain he tried to put on you. How many know you're more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord? How many believe he whom the son sets free can really be free indeed today? So we're held by a belief and that's the reason why Paul told these same Corinthians, He's telling them, he says, the weapons you fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they're divine, we have divine, we have divine power to demolish this stronghold, this chain. How many believe people are gonna get set free from the spirit of fear and the bondage of Satan? Amen, we're gonna get free. We're gonna get free, amen. So how do we do this, Pastor? I wanna give you two quick things. The thing you need to first is God's power conquers your fear. So when Paul talked to Timothy, Paul was talking to Timothy because Timothy was already being threatened by the culture outside of the church. They hated Christians. He's being threatened by it. And then on top of that, people in his church are misbehaving, creating trouble for him, causing dissension, and now he's being intimidated by them. And the apostle Paul says, I don't care if the culture out there is going crazy or if you got believers in the house going crazy. He says, don't you dare be intimidated. He says, because God did not give you, Timothy, the spirit of fear, but you are full of God's power. You are full of God's love and you have the ability to make a wise decision while everybody else is going crazy. Come on, how many believe that wasn't just for Timothy? That's for everybody in this house that says, God, I will not have the spirit of fear, amen? So you need to understand that God's power is the one that conquers that fear. So how do I get that? How do I get that? Let me give you two things. You gotta have the power of his presence in your life. This is the reason why Social Dallas is becoming such a incredible movement. You have incredible teaching of the word in this house through Pastor Robert. Unbelievable. I don't think I've ever heard a preacher like Pastor Robert Madu. How many give it up. Amen right now. I tell you, talk about powerful anointed, but there is also a spirit of God's presence. You are people of his presence, God's presence. As long as you've got, as long as you have God's presence, I'm going to tell you, there's nothing that can touch you. There's nothing that can conquer you. King David understood this. He understood this completely. Look what he wrote. Look at Psalm 34, 4. He says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from what? All. "All." Say say it. Say that word. All "All my fears. Whatever fear you have in this room, your money, going to be alone, afraid you're going to be rejected. Every single fear. He says, God destroyed all that. So when you look at Psalm 23, you watch you see you see the you see uh David. He wrote Psalm 23 when he was at the lowest point where he thought he was going to lose everything. And so many times we only use this psalm when we're at our, our our Uncle Willard's funeral and we're trying to comfort everybody. But I want you to hear what this guy said at his lowest point. Look what he said Psalm 23. He says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Watch this. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. We are people of his presence. You are with me. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the... Here's the problem. It didn't say the walk through the valley of death. It said the shadow of death. What happens is the enemy makes you start thinking that the shadow is more powerful than the problem, more powerful than your God. He says, you got a shadow on you. Some of you right now have the shadow of doubt. Some of you got the shadow of an addiction. You got this shadow on him, but look what it says. We get overwhelmed by the shadow. Maybe the shadow is depression, maybe the shadow is depression, maybe it's fear, maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's panic, maybe it's lack. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow. And what the enemy makes you think is he makes you bound by a shadow. It's a belief, it is not the chain, it's the belief of the shadow. There's more faith in the shadow than there's the God who is the presence of light. Now look at y'all, look, look. Like I see your shadow of your foot right there. That shadow means that there is somebody there. I can see it. But the only reason I can see that shadow to know that you're there, because there's the presence of light. That's the only way I know that you're there is because the presence of light's there. So if you're going through depression right now, if you're going through anxiety, if you're going through an addiction that has held you and Satan keeps throwing the shadow at you, can I tell you just as much as the shadow is there, the light is more powerful there to set you free and at liberty right now. Can I tell you that? It is right there right now, but sometimes you gotta walk through the valley of the shadows to break that spirit of fear. You, you, don't be bound by the shadow of the fear. You've got light all around you. Wow. All right, now let me ask. How many, you, how many of you in here have children? Hold your hand up, you got, you got children here. Hold up real high, clear in the back, you got children. Okay, everybody stretch your hands out to these people. They need prayer, serious prayer. How many of you know it's tough raising children, amen? My goodness, poor, poor Hannah and, and Chandler. I just found out Chandler and Hannah had only had two hours of sleep last night. Everybody stretch your hands. Let's pray for them and give them a big ah. First of all, uh, God anoints you. But how many you know, even if you were a kid, if you don't have kids when you are a kid, how many ever got scared at night when there was this Texas thunderstorm going through? Yeah, have you ever had kids? I mean, I mean, it'll just wig you out, you know. All of a sudden there's lightning, there's flashing, man. You know, hear sirens and everything going off and you're just so afraid. I, I mean, I, we used to live here. I mean, it can really scare you, but as a a little kid, if you have little kids, all of a sudden, man, they wake up, they see the thunder, the lightning, and they're just scared. What am I going to do? So what does your kid do? Kid knows where you're at, knows where you are. They know you're down the hall. But before they can get to where you are, they got to walk through the valley of their bedroom and lightning's flashing. And they see light up outside and they got this bush that's outside, but they got it as some big mean monster. And then they know where you are, but they got to keep pressing to where you are. So they go through the valley of the hallway and lightning and thunder shake in the house. But they keep walking through the valley of the hallway. And then they see the threshold of mom and dad's bedroom and they're they're feeling better. But they got to go through the valley of mom and dad's bedroom until they jump and they land between mom and dad in the bed. And then what do you do? You don't kick the kid out of bed. You grab your kid and you hold him. And here all of a sudden is that kid, and guess what they're doing? They're sound asleep. They're kicking you in the side, but you're sound asleep. They're sound asleep. Now, why are they asleep? Did your hug stop that lightning? No. Did your hug and your squeeze and your comfort make the wind and the storm go away? No. But as long as that kid knew that I had the presence of my father, the presence of my mother, I know I had to fear no Evil because they are with me. And can I tell you, when you're going through the shadow, you better press into Jesus more than you've ever pressed in before? Because even though you may go through the valley of the shadow of death, I can promise you, you cling to Him, you will fear no evil because He's with you. Whether you walk through the valley of shadow death or you got to walk through temporal death from this earth, you better take my word for that one. My wife and I, Brenda, over here, our precious daughter, Sarah, was one of our lead worshipers, lead worship leaders in our church. And uh, y'all may know the story. Just 25 years of age, diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And there was nothing they could do for her. And I watched her, just a worshiper, powerful worshiper. Just loved God with all her heart. We're shaking our heads. We can't figure it out. She can't figure it out. And the enemy starts playing with your mind. She passed away, went to be with Jesus January of 2022. And I'll never forget when we were in hospice, all of a sudden we hear a knock on the door. Our daughter just hard to respond physically. Her body just, you know, just couldn't take, just taking the disease. And at the front door there stood Pastor Robert Madu and his wife Taylor and Pastor Taylor. Standing right beside him, Chandler and Hannah sitting there at our front door. We had no idea they were coming. She had no idea they were coming. And I watched my little girl hardly ever move, didn't talk much. Chandler gets on the piano and he starts worshiping. And then he hits this song. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know. He holds the future. My life is worth the living just because he lives. And I watched my daughter, who hadn't responded much, but when he got to that point where he says, because I know all fear is gone, I watched her little hand, a 27-year-old, pop out from underneath those sheets and just go up in the air. And she knew that every ounce of fear the devil could ever throw her was gone because she knew she was alive and she would live forevermore. And I'm telling you something. You gotta, I'm telling you, it's when you go through that, when you go through the hell of life, when you go through the problems of life, you better know that he is near because when he's near and he's close to you, you can take on any demon in hell. Lucifer himself cannot stand against you if you stay in the presence of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can take it, you can take it, you can overcome. Not because of you but because who's in you, God's presence. You gotta cling to God's presence. Now, let let, let me, I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna skip a little further ahead here. You've gotta understand that it's not just God who conquers that fear, but it is his love that conquers the fear, that love. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. There's something about the love of God and your love connected to God that gives you the ability to overcome anything Satan can throw at you. Let me show you what I'm talking about. First John chapter four, verse 18. This is what the word says. There is no fear, none in what? Love. But perfect what? Love drives out fear. It drives it out. So when I say the word love, it's so convoluted in our culture. Everybody goes, yeah, that's right, man. Love is, love is, love, love is, man, love is. Love wins, love is. Nobody knows what love is. No one knows what love is. So what they've attached to is philology. So I gotta feel it. So if I feel like it, it must be love. So guess what's happening here? Love becomes a what? It's what I feel, it's a what. Love is not a what. It's not an emotion. It's not even a secondhand emotion. Love is not a what? Love is a who? It is a person. It is not a feeling. So he says that perfect love drives out and shoves fear out of your life in any area of your life. So who is that? If it's not a what, then who it is? Go to the two verses ahead of it. Verse 16. He says, but God is love. Whoever... Lives in love, lives in God. So if I keep living in God in every arena of my life, that perfect relationship as I keep developing, guess what happens? Makes every ounce of fear in my life go out the door. So if I'm growing in my relationship with God and my love for him, all the other fears go away. In fact, I'm gonna tell you something so, so, so powerful. The Bible tells us the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge but fools despise wisdom and discipline but it says the fear of the lord it's not scared of him it is the awe the respect the honor of a holy god that saved me that has allows me into his presence because of him and not because of me he says that is the foundation and here's what you see happening the more in our country that you see the fear of god diminish All other fears increase when the fear of God diminishes. So if you want the fear of money, the fear of being alone, the fear of getting sick, the fear of dying to go away, then your fear of God must increase so that the others will diminish. So developing love diminishes the fear. And love is not what you feel It is a who? It is my relationship with God. Now, the fear of the Lord for me is not, he's gonna send me hell. No, he freed me from that. The fear I have now is that his presence will not be with me. I want his presence because as long as I have his presence in his relationship, all the other fears go away. But if I go away from him, all the other fears increase. Oh my. Let, Let me prove my point here. Let me ask you a question, where did fear originate? Sin, because when you see the first sin is the moment fear was discovered. You know the story, Adam and Eve, walking with God, cool of the day, they're talking to God, they're best friends going along and the Bible says that Adam and Eve were naked and not afraid. How many of you have to be pretty confident in your relationship? When you can walk around naked with God. Are y'all not getting this? I'm in Texas, that's the problem. Naked, naked, buck naked, buck naked. You have to be pretty confident to strip yourself nude and walk buck naked in front of God. You can barely stand yourself. Some of you got up, got out of the shower this morning, walked out, walked past the full length mirror, and said, oh Jesus, heal me now, oh God, heal me. Deliver, oh God, I need my, I need my glorified body, God, now, I need it now. I'm telling you, you have to have such relationship to walk buck naked with, I'm gonna write a book called Buck Naked with God. I think that's a great, walking around buck naked with God. Are you, are you hearing this? If you're going to rock around buck naked with anybody, especially God, you have such confidence and relationship of love. He would never reject who you are or what you look like, right? Watch this. The moment they sinned. So where did fear come from? Sin. The moment they sin. And here's what sin is. I know the theological term is to miss the mark, but here's what sin is. It literally means I do not need God in this particular arena or area of my life I'm dealing with. I will compartmentalize him to get saved, but I will not put him in other areas of my life. Okay? And that's what happened. He didn't know. So I'm going to tell you on this tree of the the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we know what better to do. So we'll be God. We don't need your opinion, God. In this area of our life. They took from the tree, you remember it? Yeah. And what was immediately happened? God's coming down there to walk with them buck naked again. <laughs> he can't find them because he'd sinned. And look what Genesis 3.10 says. Well, he says, Where are you, Adam? Eve, where are you? But he answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. I was afraid. I was afraid. And I was naked. The moment you pull away from the love relationship of God or you subtract him from a particular area that you don't want his opinion on is where you're going to experience the fear the most in that area. Yeah. But the closer you put to, to him, you know how to handle it right and you know when to do it right because the perfect love of him, I'm pleased with him, all these other things. Let me prove my point and I'm going to close, okay? All right. So I'm gonna show y'all a talent that few in this world can do. In fact, I want you to be impressed. Even this Gillies has never seen such a talent ever in their life, and you're fixing to see it. Yeah, let's not take an an offering right now. I don't think you're that impressed. I'm gonna show you an incredible talent. Thank you, Father. Lord, help me, fill me to do this, Lord. Ready? Here we go. In the cheap seats back there. Oh no, not done. One more, we'll close with this act. Get your checkbooks, get your cash app out. We're getting ready to bless the man of God here. Here we go, because it's big. Ready, here we go, ready? All right, I know you think the spirit of stupid has hit me, but just hang on, okay? There's a point here. I don't mind skipping across that board walking blindfold, walking backwards. I am absolutely confident. I am not afraid. Do you know why I'm not afraid? Because this board has a relationship with the foundation of the floor. That board can move at any given moment. But this floor is not. As long as, that, as, long as this board has a, if you will, closer love relationship... I don't care if I fall off. I don't care I can do all this. But if you take that same board and take it away from the relationship of the floor and put it on the 71st floor of a skyscraper, if you make me do that on that board at 71... Floors high, stories high, away from the foundation, I will soil myself. (laughs) Why? Because now I'm experiencing fear because I have taken it away from the foundation that gave me the ability to have confidence. So here's what I'm watching with Christians. Their belief in God is they are believers in God, but they're atheists on other things. Some Christians are atheists. No, they're atheists. Oh, born again, and I love the praise and worship, but you're an atheist and you pull this issue away from God because you don't want to hear it from God. So you compartmentalize God. You want a slice of the bread of life, but not the whole loaf. So, the moment you take that issue and you keep moving it away from the one who created it and knows, shows you how to use it, when you keep putting it to him, then you know how to handle it right. You can dance on it, enjoy it, you fall off, it's okay. But if you remove it, the higher it goes and the further you pull it away, guess what you're doing at 71 feet? Pretty boy in skipping now. What's Pretty Boy doing with the board? This is the reason why I tell people who are dating, don't have sex while you're dating. That's the reason why the Bible says God, God, listen, God created it. God's the one that made it. You think the devil who's some genius that hasn't created anything in his life, who never created that, is gonna tell you how to run it right? Sex is good. No, sex is great. What's the matter with y'all? Y'all say sex, sex, sex. What's the matter? Can I say sex in here? <laughs> Oh, sex, 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 sex. I love sex. Pastor Sam loves sex. Sex, 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 sex. I want do it one more time because you're going to post it on Instagram. I ain't doing it. I know, I'm no fool. You think I just woke up? Check my driver's license, I was born yesterday. No, I've had 33 years of great sex with that woman right there, 33 years. And my, my wife is, she's blonde hair, she's white, but right now she's red. So you can go look at her right now. She's very red. But when you start violating it, guess what? When you and your boyfriend want to pull this away, okay, watch this. If he looks at another girl, you look at another guy, what you looking at him? What are you going to do? Because you gave yourself away. But when you say, God, we want to show the way you have it because you're the one that created it. And you start putting that in context like this. Guess what? You got got your sex life on here. You know when to use it right. You know what God created and how it becomes gratifying. Guess what happens? Guess what happens? You follow God. You wait till the one God has for you in marriage. Guess what happens? You all put this together right. You may lose something, but you still got foundation. You're not afraid. Well, I'm going to leave you. If you love me, you'll let me. Come here. Let me slap you right now. Let me slap you right now. You just prove your love to me. See, I've discovered that sometimes females will use sex to get love and guys will use the love word to get sex. I didn't mean, did I mean to get into sex with (laughs) y'all? Pastor Robert, come back, take over your church. I think I've messed up your church, Pastor Robert. I done messed them all up. Are you following what I'm saying? That's the reason why somebody's your parents, somebody's not trying to get rain on your parade. Somebody's, God's trying to get something to you that's better because now you know how to handle it right because it's on the foundation. You're up 71 floors. You're, you're wigging out. Your money, your money. Some of you wanted to give in worship today, but you're so afraid you're going to go broke. Or you've seen other people abuse it in church and now you think that's all the church wants is your money. Well, everybody wants your money. Taco Bell wants your money. I can tell by your smell, you've been eating Taco Bell. I don't know. Chandler, help me. Take over. Get a song ready. Do something. I have done left the anointing. I have done left the anointing. Oh, Jesus. Get this back together right now, God. Forgive me. Guess what? So when all of a sudden, you don't want to honor God with your money, now you're doing you're getting all you can, can all you get, hiding the can. And now you're not even pleased with the can you got. You want somebody else's can. So you're hanging on your money like this. I'm gonna go broke, I'm gonna broke I can't. And God's sitting there going, You understand why I bless you with resources? It's to display my kingdom, his glory, and watch your provision, my provision in your life. But you're so scared you're hanging on your money like this. We're gonna go broke, we're gonna go broke. And you can't even give. You get cynical about it. You can't forgive. You can't forgive the thing because you're not putting this, God, what does your word say about how to handle this? Put boundaries. Forgive them, but how do I put boundaries? How do I walk this right? Can I tell you something? When you start putting those things and applying your attitude, your emotions, your sex life, your financial life, your thought life and say, God, I'm gonna think on those things that are pure and lovely and honorable. I'm gonna start thinking on those things. Can I tell you? You put that closer to the Lord. It doesn't make any difference. If you fall off, you lose the board. It doesn't make any difference if you lose the money or the relationship. Guess what you have? You have the firm foundation of God almighty that you can stand on. And this right here, this right here depicts what is happening in our culture right now. Because the lie of Satan, the lie of the serpent has not changed. You really want freedom? That God, he is oppressive. He is so oppressive. He told you you couldn't have that fruit. Wow, what kind of preacher preaches? Doesn't he know that we're in 2023? Come on, everybody's doing it. But God, I'm gonna remove this issue. I got all this, but what Satan, the lie of Satan to the culture and to you and to me is that somehow you gotta control the universe of your life and that God's oppressing you forgive them are you out of your mind do you know what they did you want me to do what you want me to save you want me to save myself till I get married what what planet are you on man you want me to do what with my money you want me to learn to tithe you want me to start learning how to give 10% of my income to God for the work of God you want me to do what I knew it's just like all the rest of those preachers out there but it's not about preachers it's about love and the greater your love, the fewer your fears. Because perfect love with the foundation of God himself drives out every fear. Your career, everything. Losing your job, everything. How many say, Father, all I want is you. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge to love him to love him alone and then to apply everything he said and the more I have greater fear and honor for his our relationship all the other fears go away she may walk out on me he may walk out on me I may lose my money I may lose my job but I'm going to do everything by what God's word says because perfect love drives out Satan's fear in your life. You won't even fear man anymore. Whew. How many you want to keep falling in love with him more and more every day? Every day, every day. Come on, let's stand together. Come on, let's stand together. I want to love you, Lord. I want to love you more. I know there's some of you that that, uh, express the language of the spirit when you intercede in prayer. I want you just right now, some of you praise in your English, but those of you that have experienced that manifestation of the prayer language, I want you just to worship him for a moment in this room, whether you use your English, whether you use your prayer language, I want the spirit to start doing something powerful in the lives of people because it can't be done by Pastor Sam's message or my humor or anything else it's got to be the power of the spirit doing it lord we love you lord we worship you teach us lord about your great love for us that we will never want to flee from it never 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 because i know sometimes we want to be ceo of our universe but we can't it's back to the i surrender all i surrender all i surrender all Because the lie of Satan is united, you need to get out from underneath his oppressive, he's got too many rules for you. Get out from under the oppression of God and you'll really experience freedom when in fact, Father, what they found was fear and not freedom. And so God, today I pray that for any one of your followers today, where there's fear in a particular area, it may be in their bodies, it might be about relationship, rejection, their money, their career, even their own life. I pray all that fear would be banished because of the perfect love of the Father for them. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. If this message was for you this morning, clear in the back, way in the back, off to the sides, And you say, Pastor Sam, the Holy Spirit has pointed it and identified a fear in me of something that I'm struggling with. Some of you are even afraid of the fear of people finding out about your past. All of it. If you say, Pastor Sam, there is a fear that the enemy has been trying to make a shadow look like it's more powerful than the light, and I'm struggling with it. I want you to lift your hand right now. Just lift it up. Just lift it up high. Just lift it up high. Just lift it up high. Lift it up high. Spirit of the living God, right now, those of you right now in the social global family, right now, just lift it up high, right there where you are, right by your computer, right by your device. Just sit there and worship him. Don't even think. it. Just hold it up. Hold it up. Spirit of God, I speak in the name of Jesus. that by the authority of the love and the blood, the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord himself that resides in my brothers and sisters whose hands are raised, we call forth the divine power that is active in them to come forth, to come forth with the powerful love of God for God has not given you a spirit of fear in this area, but a power of God, the love of God, and the sound mind to make the decisions in all of it. I curse it from your life. I I muzzle the voices of demon powers to be silenced in the name of Jesus Christ. Go from this. Go from this. Go from this. There are parents in this room right now, there are parents in this room right now, there is a fear that your child is going to hell because of the way you lived while you were raising them. While you were raising them. And the enemy has beat you to just beat your mind to pieces because he's saying, your kids are going to hell and now you wanna get right with God. And wow, that's convenient for you, but your kids are lost and, lost for, and you're the one to blame. I curse that fear right now. And I want to know the parents right now where Satan's been doing that to you. I want you to hold your hand up real high. I want the parents, just hold it up high. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Just lift it up high. That foul demonic liar, the foul. My Bible tells me that God has the power to restore what the pommel worm and the canker worm has eaten. My God tells me. That God spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. It literally means to reverse what has been done. I want some of you, to let, go ahead and lift your hand. Mom or dad, lift your hand right where you are. I want somebody to put your hand on them. You're right by him. just put your hand on them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray the love of the family of God right now reach out to their child in the name of Jesus. We may not, they may They may, They may. may fight against God, but the prayers of these saints praying for this mom and dad right now are gonna go after that child. They cannot stop the prayers and they cannot stop the power of the Holy Spirit going after their child right now. Don't let them sleep, don't let them eat, let the relationships that are bad fall apart until they come running back to mom and dad and saying, mom and dad, what changed in your life? I want what you have, Father God, in Jesus' name. I rebuke the fear that is in these parents' hearts right now. And I rebuke the fear that gives you the inability to talk about the things with your child that you're afraid to talk about. The Lord give you wisdom and the peace of God. God has not given you, do you hear me? The spirit of fear but you're full of power. You're full of love and relationship with God and you have a sound mind to make the right decision. So come on, if it's his love and his presence and I gotta get closer to it, drives out the fear, then come on now, why don't you out of your own lungs, begin to breathe praise to God and out of your own mouth. Come on, why don't you start singing worship and with your own hands, come on clear to the back, start lifting your hands and start worshiping in the middle of that. Come on, he's with you in the middle of that right now. Don't you ever forget it. And while the worship is going, I don't want you to sing songs. I want you to encounter his presence. The powers of darkness are being broken off. Deliverances and freedoms are happening right now. Oh, the rain may come. The wind may blow. But you're there, Father. Just go ahead and worship him. Go ahead and praise him. Praise him. Praise him in a praise him in